During this time, there's war. It is not the peaceful Hawaii nay, oh, we're dancing in flower lays. No, motherfuckers are massacring one another. She literally watches her father murder people who are fighting against sort of like the, the superior reign of Kamehameha. <laughs> Queen Ka'ahumanu becomes one of Kamehameha's top advisors, even though she's one of his youngest wives. How it works is he comes to home base, which is like Big Island, and they have meetings and discussions, and they're like, which island are you going to go after next? So she's like, yo, this is how you're going to strategize. This is how you're going to use my dad and my uncles and my brothers to like win. And she got like no credit. And welcome to Broads You Should Know, the podcast about amazing and noteworthy women from history. I'm Jupiter F. Stone. I'm Sarah Gorski. And I'm Chloe Skye. I'm super, super excited. This week I have pulled another badass broad from Polynesia to bring to you two. I'm going to ask this question on the off chance that you might surprise me and say yes. All right. I just want to give you the benefit of that. I want to give you both the opportunity. Sure. All right. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> either of you heard of Queen Ka'ahumanu of the Hawaiian Kingdom? Yeah, I know everything about Shut that. up. Don't fucking lie. <laughs> don't lie. No, you're right. I don't you know. don't know nothing? I don't know nothing. Sarah? No, but I... But I wish I could answer otherwise, but no. All right, but don't feel don't feel bad because um I, growing up in Hawaii, have had heard about some amazing women from history, but I didn't hear about her. This wasn't a story that was like commonly told. So even like people who grew up there, and I've talked to some of my friends who are like Hanaka Maoli, which is like blood of Hawaiian, Hawaii descendants, and they're like, Well, we kinda heard about her, but we didn't really know. It's like so at the most she's like kind of recognized in name. Like there are things named after her, like certain locations and schools and centers but her actual story I had no idea until I looked it up but she is essentially like the reason why Hawaii like I would say responsible for the modern modernization of Hawaii, like taking Hawaii. She was right in that segue between the old times and the new times. But before Lilu Ukulani? Before Lili Ukulani. So Lili Ukulani, okay. Princess Hawaii Bishop, like Lili Ukulani like made like schools and she like did centers. And so mm-hmm. Queen Lili Ukulani was like able to be queen in the way she was because of Ka'ahumanu. Like, she set that damn tone. So oh let's go ahead and get into wait. it. Okay, yes, yes, yes. Wait. All right. So born on March 17th, 1768 in a cave called Pu'u Kauiki in Hana, Maui. So this is a gorgeous place. And lots of times, like, Hawaiians, especially if they're, like, considered, like, royalty or some sort of, like, high chief allegiance, will be born, like, on a particular rock in a particular place, like, specifically and intentionally. Like, they that go there point, to have their baby on yes, that rock? Yes. Whoa. That's supposed to be, like, a meaningful place. So the fact that she was born in Hana, like, in this cave, is a big deal and, like, a high privilege. Did they go they specifically? Yeah. It was like intended because her mother and her father were kind of kind of big deals. So her dad's name was Keao Moku Papa Iahiahi, and he was an ali'i. And ali'i is like a noble person. Ali'i is they're not exactly royalty, but they're kind of like generals or like priests. You know, they have mm-hmm. sort of that sort of like status. Mm-hmm. And her mother and her mother, ho, 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 Nama. 
Ha Namaha Nai Kalele Okalani was royalty from Maui. So she comes from high class family. And in Hawaii, especially, oh my gosh, especially back in this time, the caste system was real. The caste yeah. system was hella, hella, hella yeah. real. So she's sort of born into like middle to high class standards, but her father wants to elevate them even higher. And that is in his plan. So they move from Maui to the big island because dad has big plans and sees that there's this king, Kamehameha, who is coming up and it is his job, like it has become his mission in life to unify all the islands. Because at this point, all the Hawaiian islands are separate. So there are multiple islands. So when people think of Hawaii, they're usually thinking of Oahu and they're thinking of Diamond Head and that's known as the gathering island in the middle. So because it is in the middle of the Hawaiian chain, it's like really, like people really want to get it. And that's the one you call the big island? Well, Oahu, no, the big island is the biggest island. That's Hawaii. So Hawaii is kind of like people associate exactly like 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 literally like you did. People are like, that's a big island, right? Because it's like the big one. But no, the big island is like that's where the royalty lives. It's where the volcanoes are still going off. It's where like the fresh new land is still coming from. But Oahu mm. is where like during times of peace, it's where everybody goes to gather. So it's like home base. It's like D.C., which kind island of. are you from? I'm from Oahu, the Gathering Island. Oahu mm. has like Pearl Harbor, the Bishop Museum, Diamond Head. It's per- like all the things you think of when you think of Hawaii are probably on Oahu. Jupiter, I just want to say, you know, on the podcast out loud, so that you have to do it. Can you take me to Hawaii sometime? Yes, I will. I will take you. <laughs> like, give I, me the tour. Like, give me the, the like the, the like homegrown tour, not the yeah. like. No, I'll give you the lowdown. I'll let you know the yes. things, the places. I'll let you know where I got pepper sprayed by the 5-0. I'll let you know where the waterfalls are. I'll let you know where the best food is, not in a restaurant. And I want to, especially after COVID, after COVID. After we're vaccinated, obviously. Yeah, obviously. Ooh, for sure. It's going to, yes. Yes, because I need to, because these these beaches are not cutting Hawaii it for me. doesn't need us to bring more viruses there. <sighs> no. Ugh. No, they do not. So they got the white people virus. The white Yikes. people is the virus. Yes, which we will fucking get into by the end of this Ooh. episode, by the way. Same. I'm ready same. for it. I started right. getting ready for that at the very beginning. <laughs> All right, so like I was saying, dad is like, I want to elevate the status. So dad becomes an advisor to Kamehameha I and promises Ka'ahumanu to him when she's like 10 to 13 years old. And I know you want to know, so I did the research. He is 30 and uh, is promised this 13-year-old. Now, even though he had numerous wives it is highly notable that she was always one of his favorites and one of her biggest claim to fames or what people associate her with is being his main motivation and ability to unify the islands which is kind of crazy because growing up they taught us that king kamehameha unified the islands but they Mm. failed to also inform us, at least in the Hawaii public schools. I'm sure in like Kamehameha and like the immersion schools in Hawaii, they probably taught those kids the true full Hawaiian history. Sure. But in our bastardized, Americanized public school system provided by the colonizers, they did not fucking mention her they at to, all. They had to fight to even get Kamehameha. Exactly, exactly. But they're like, oh, he is a dick. I guess we'll tell them about him. But she, she was huge. She was huge in this. And that's a big deal because this is like an amazingly massive part of the history that she she was just left out of, but we're used to that anyway. So born on Maui, she moved to the Big Island at a very young age when her father joined the army. And during this time, there's hella fucking war. It is not the peaceful Hawaii nay, oh, we're dancing in flower lays. No, motherfuckers are massacring one another because they want to claim 
ownership of all of the islands in the island chain so she sees people die all the like she sees it like this is in her every day she literally watches her father murder people who are fighting against sort of like the the superior reign of kamehameha so not only is she like hey you're gonna marry this dude it's also like your father is willing to murder people in the name of this dude like show him respect who are like anti-unification yes yeah anti-unification and especially anti unification under like Kamehameha specific rule because they all had different things that they sort of like believed in at this time they're really invested into their old system of beliefs nowadays so this is before Christianity this is before any sort of like like European influence really like comes on Mm -hmm. it so it's also like who is who do we believe the leader to um, most hold on to our old practices or to be most liberal in our practices. So it's also like people fighting for which chief is going to like take over because all the islands were very different. Big Island has a vibe. Kauai has a vibe. Oahu has a vibe. And they all kind of wanted to keep their own vibes, you know? Yeah. And they were like, mm, no, we're going to take over this whole ass shit. And so from a very young age, she was like, I have to help. Like, I have to help. My future husband, my dad. Okay, cool. So... She gets it together and she watches them train and she pays attention. And because she knows and recognizes, like, okay, my family is this dude's biggest allies. And he's going to go to war and try to conquer these islands to protect my family and my lineage. I need to make sure he does a good job. And Mm. so she becomes one of his top advisors. Even though she's one of his youngest wives, she is his favorite. And he proclaims this out loud to everyone all the time. She is one of my favorite wives. And I don't know. Maybe it's because she fucking helps him conquer all of the Hawaiian Islands. How it works is he comes to home base, which is like Big Island, and they have meetings and discussions. And they're like, what are we going to do? How are we going to move forward? Which island are you going to go after next? And then he'll go off and sort of like execute the plan. But she can't go. She has to stay on the Big Island and sort of like do her womanly duties, which includes nothing she wants to do. She probably also all. like actually held down like the fort and the court and shit for him when he was gone. Well, here's the tea. Because at this time, there kind of really isn't. There is the within the caste system, there is people set into place that are gonna take care when he's gone. And she's not involved in that because women aren't looked to like that. You have mm. like higher level elites, like her dad, for instance, would be somebody that would be looked at to be responsible to like take care of shit, maybe. But because he's like a warrior, he also have those responsibilities. There's also like the medicinal people and things like that, like older like kupunas would like take over because there is such a high connection to the spiritual realm. They also felt like all these things were happening because like the gods and the Akua, like were leading them in that particular direction. So she really didn't actually have that much say. It was mostly like the older religious guys that were left behind. Right. So she's like, yo, this is how you're going to strategize. This is how you're going to use my dad and my uncles and my brothers to like fucking win and fight, you know, these other people. And she got like no credit. In fact, she was left home. So since she was left behind, she was like, okay, well, I'm going to fill my time. And so she learned how to surf and she started learning to do all these different like crafts and things and eventually started like paying attention and recognizing like, damn, like for as much as I do, I don't really get to do a lot of shit. And she started talking to some of like the other women and some of his other wives and at this time, like, kapu isn't, like, taboo. Like, taboo is like, ooh, you shouldn't do it. Kapu, 
is like if you do this god will smite you down where you stand here and now like burn internally in hell forever Kapu? what is cop what what is that essentially like their rules like this is what you're allowed to do and this is what you're not allowed to do so like for instance women were not allowed to eat pork or coconut or bananas and if a woman ate a banana and then like something died it was her fault right if a woman was doing anything outside of kapu or if anyone did anything outside of kapu you would straight up be fucking murdered because that's the only way to appease the gods for you like fucking up so bad so one of the biggest pieces of kapu that she was against at this time wasn't only the fact that they couldn't eat the same things that everybody else could eat it was the fact that men and women had to sit separately they could not eat together and they could not socialize together it was a very separate thing so even if they there was a particular occasion where it was like a party or a luau or a festival and everyone was eating together in the same place they still had to sit on separate tables and she was like fuck that fuck that i don't like this shit and what is slowly that about do you what do you think that's about do it's you just know? i mean it's about like hierarchy and it's so interesting because in terms of like gods and like deities there are a balance and there seems to be honestly in that arena much power and respect given to pele who is a female goddess mm-hmm. right so it kind of just shows over time like like the men just kind of like tried to, and the kind of like what i'm what i pulled from the research is she was like this is bullshit and it isn't it because it's really what i think it is and my opinion is the men were like well let's just tweak this let's just tweak this let's just tweak this and let's just tweak this and to keep the work to keep women down right 100 percent. it's just the fucking patriarchy right in hawaiian version hawaiian style yeah and other places and like other islands at the time they did give respect to like their women and they held them in certain certain standards and but it was mostly women who were a part of the caste system right like you were born into royalty so you're above other people but not but it doesn't matter how high you are above of people in the caste system if you're a woman you're still beneath like the men like the men at your level the men on any level so right. if you were like maka ainana and you were at the bottom and you were like a worker you wouldn't even ever eat with someone of that level anyway right. but if you were in the same situation like the queen couldn't sit with you just because she like you still couldn't do it sure. and because they thought it would literally bring like famine and disease and like hatred from their gods the god said you can't do this. I have a question. Does yes. that, like, has that eked over to, like, today? Like, is that, is there still kind of, like, a cast? Like, do people still kind of segregate by, like, fiscal class that way in Hawaii? So it depends on kind of what perspective you are looking at it through. So for instance, like these immersion schools that you have to have Hawaiian blood and you have to have a percentage of Hawaiian blood in order to go to, people do recognize certain last names to be associated with certain people still. Like to this day, Mm. you can go to like certain parks and it'll be named after people who were big supporters and like anti-colonization or who fought with indigenous people. And then, you know, I would have classmates who shared that same last name and they absolutely did get a different sort of recognition because their ancestors were directly connected to Mm. those who like fought or even like today there is still technically a royal hawaiian family who outside of the united states of america's illegal occupation of hawaii are technically the people who make the decision so whenever anything big happens like there's big protests happening on on top of some of the mountains right now and they've actually been going on for several years to stop progress and colonize build this somewhere else you're going to kill these amount of birds this was and literally 
literally against the rules and agreements that they set forth saying like you can have this land but this land is ours and it's sacred they are still trying to build and so there's people up there protesting and they've been there for literal years and so lots of people go to visit them like people in like the marley family because bob marley is was you know like such an advocate and you know through like Mm. reggae music and like the rock but also people from the royal hawaiian family and they would like literally came dressed to the nines and like and stood there against like American 5-0 police officers in the face and were like, we can't actually do anything because we don't have the power anymore, but they showed the fuck up and people showed respect because they are the true heirs of the kingdom and they're still alive! Okay, so let's get back to Ka'ahumanu. So, her reality is starting to crack. So if you've ever questioned, like, your religion or your royal family's lineage, like, what's happening right now with Meghan and, like, Harry and shit? Like, this is happening to her back in the 1700s, where she was just like, I don't know if I believe in this bullshit that That my family... That was a relevant reference. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. You know, I'm telling you, history, just keep on freaking repeating yourself, okay? (laughs) So, she's questioning shit, and whenever, like... Kamehameha the first like goes away to literally go fight her battle plan she has to stay behind and she has to adhere to all of these rules of conduct um including not eating these foods she wants to eat and at this time of open and free sex there was no such thing as like adultery like uh the, especially if you were maka ainana or if you were just like a common folk you were allowed to like take multiple wives and partners and polyamory and polygamy it was like fine like whatever could a woman have multiple husbands yeah, that was my a woman could too. have i mean yeah i mean yeah like that's the thing like but it depended on your class it depended on what you're allowed to do it, it had all kinds but it was like absolutely and especially one of the things that happened this actually happened with my grandmother or my, my grandfather where it's like if your family cannot have babies like if you if like say i couldn't have a kid right like my husband and i couldn't have a kid well my sister would just come over from the other island and then have sex with my husband and then she would have the baby and then she would leave unless it was his fault Unless he was the one who couldn't have babies. Oh, true, true. Wah, but if he was, I mean, if, and if he wasn't the one that wouldn't have babies, then, like, his brother or his cousin or whatever. It's just because they were more concerned about the line. This this is a different way of living completely than what we are used to. Because, like, for them, it was just like, oh, yeah, well, let's just switch it out. Like, your DNA is my DNA. Let's just keep it this way. But, 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 Ka'ahumanu could not participate in this because she was married to royal lineage. And she had to make sure sure that any baby she had would come out of the lineage but this Mm. is the thing that's fucked up is she couldn't even have babies but because that's the rule and that's the kapu she is married to the king even though Mm. she literally cannot have kids so she's frustrated she doesn't give a fuck she takes a lover while he's gone one day and she's like i'm gonna do it anyway i'm gonna take a lover and immediately when kamehameha comes back he murders her new lover and is like you can't do this and she's like everyone know about it nobody kept it a secret I mean, you know, it's an island, so... <laughs> I, and I also, she doesn't seem like the type of person that was very secretive. <laughs> um, and this mm. especially starts to come to a point in 1793. And dun da da in come the colonizers! So in 1793, Captain George Vancouver comes to the Big Island and brings gifts and, you know, bringing these lavishes presents and all of these different tools of which they hadn't seen before to try and get them to fight on England's side 
in the wars because native people Polynesians, like small tidbit of the information that I found, were exported all over the fucking world because the Hawaiians, native Hawaiians, Kanaka Maoli's were like badass warriors. Like the landscapes that they fought on, the, the mountains that they climbed in the water, like epic fucking warriors. Like when you think of like Amazonian women and like that sort of imagery in your head, that was also Hawaiian women. Like they were big, thick, strong, physically active motherfuckers who would fuck your shit up. So they actually use them to help colonize other people. Yeah, dude. I recently <sighs> saw a post about, I think, one of the descendants of the royalty of Hawaii mm-hmm. who was, like, physically training by holding a rock and running across the ocean floor. Okay, And there was, like, all, a picture of her under hilarious. the water holding a rock. That's Ha'akeolana. That's a perfect example because Ha'a is literally, like, an extension of, like, these people that I'm talking about. Like, when when you ask, like, are there still, like, kind of royalty and, like, is that still a thing that's there that was, like, permeated into this form of the culture? And, yes. So that is Ha'a Keolana. <laughs> like, like, Ha'a, like, we grew up together and that's the thing is she your best friend (gasps) she's not my best friend but we went to the same school like the same high school and everyone knows her and knows her family and the thing is it's interesting how things like that overturn because that is how they freaking train that's what they do like that's just what you see when you're after school when you look at the beach like oh they're so-and-so doing that thing and that's a part of their lineage that's normal yeah that's fucking normal that's a saturday that's the level of which you expect especially physically so vancouver definitely comes in and tries to get some of their power and also they recognize it because Kamehameha is doing a badass job conquering all of Hawaii by himself and also like no one else like no other like white people are successfully like coming in and fucking it up yet till the doles show up Jesus right (laughs) exactly motherfucks okay so Vancouver brings all of this stuff all of these tools what happens is like these women are like holy shit they again everything's so deeply thought into their religion that they think this is a gift from the gods and they think the gods have sent these people here to bring them the tools that are going to help them win and this is one of the controversial things right is because like Kamehameha did like use guns and shit that was given to him by like white men eventually to like fucking win and like like, conquer all the shit you know mm-hmm. so while this is happening like he's like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna break some of like our rules and our traditions so i can like move forward and she's like well fuck you so am i so she starts going out and she's like well i can't have sex with these sailors because of these fucking rules but i'm gonna eat with them i'm gonna fucking eat with them because there's no rules in their world mm-hmm. that says we can't do this so i'm gonna go do it so oh, she with starts, the with the english or with the, the sailors soldiers. Yeah. yeah so she starts hanging out with the sailors she starts fucking smoking tobacco she starts eating fucking whatever she wants with whoever she wants, whenever she wants. And now she is the favorite wife of the person who is conquering the Hawaiian Islands. Be like, we're going to bring it together. Because obviously they're a little bit through force. And by a little bit, I mean a lot. He killed a lot of fucking Hawaiians. But also through a little bit of politics. You know, it's like, I'm going to take care of. I'm going to keep the values. I'm going to, you want to be under my rule. But mm-hmm. he's using guns and his favorite wife is eating with other men. It was fucking crazy and bonkers and every island is like should we start a rebellion he took us over but so it's going crazy and at the heart of it even though she's like not down every single time he comes home he's like your plan worked we did conquer this island we should do it again (laughs) and every time he comes home she he almost has to do something to like make up for the fact that he won with her plan 
and he's coming back to a situation and she's like, I'm not fucking happy. I'm not happy. I want to eat at the same table with you. I think this is unfair. I think we need to change a lot of things. We need to be very radical and like forward moving. He's like, I don't know. I kind of just want everyone to be cool with the traditional way of doing things. And like, I just killed a bunch of people and people well, are you mad. Know, so men in power don't want to be men not in power. So of course, of course. Right. And he, the natural he, way of he, things he in this world. Fuck the patriarchy. So at this time, at some point, he's still finding time to get wives. Because like I said, he's had 17 wives. So he goes and decides that she's going to marry Keopu Olani. And she is important. She comes back a little later. And she is a high chief of Maui and is known to come from one of the purest, purest bloodlines out there and available. Because like I said, everything is so connected. So she's like a descendant of the god, right? So he's he marries her and then decides that because of her sacred life force, she would become his sacred wife. And his sacred wife is the wife that would bear the heir to the throne that he technically didn't even fucking have yet because he's still trying to overcome the kingdoms with his favorite queens planned. But then he takes his sacred queen and is like, you're going to give the babies, but you're going to like kind of be my favorite co-ruler. So she's pissed. She also can't even have any babies, even if she didn't have like the purest bloodline. So he's kind of like, hey, I just found one of the most beautiful people in Maui who has the purest bloodline. I'm going to bring her to the big island, impregnate her and then leave to go to war again. Bye. And so now she's like, well, great. So there's another queen there. And the two of them, rather than like, they have this like rivalry collaboration that they turn on and off that sort of benefits them when it works. Obviously, it's a little tumultuous in the beginning where she gets brought into the situation and is like, hey, her kid is going to be the heir when it's actually Ka'ahumanu who has been making all these plans to be able to conquer shit. And when he brings the situation in, he's like, all right, uh, you guys are going to deal with this. Figure it out. Be a family. Love you. Bye. I got to go conquer Oahu. And so he does. He leaves again to go to war, which is very, very common. But before he leaves, he notices that Kahumanu is kind of upset. So he gives her the power of Pu'uhonua, which essentially means he deals out the death and she saves from the death. So this is where she sort of starts to get more of positions of power where she's able to pardon people. So she's like finally stoked because she's like, okay, fuck yes, I get to do something now. So his primary concern is execute her plan, kill all the people, convince all the people, conquer the islands. And if anybody has any issues with any of the things he's doing, they then go to her. And so she acts Mm. as sort of like the person who's like, okay, well, I'm going to pardon you. You're supposed to be sentenced to death because my husband said it, but I am actually going to like alleviate this. So while he's fighting now that she's given this sort of power and it's recognized and he's like publicly said this out loud, she's able to start doing shit and as she's like pardoning people and bringing balance to his fucking carnage she's also looking out for her main interests which is i'm still not happy that i have to do it this way and i'm i don't this isn't enough this isn't enough for what i've put into this relationship and for my responsibility for fucking bringing these islands together yeah well she does it for four years and she's slaying it while kamehameha is literally out there slaying it um so then her and Keopu Olani start to like agree, get along. They're dealing with the fact that they both sort of have these like really elevated positions with this guy who's finally conquering, you know, the Hawaiian Islands. And I think they start to do some cahoots. 
She she eventually gives birth to Liho Liho, the heir to the throne. But Kahumanu is like, I'm paying attention and I want you to know I'm still upset, which is doubled down by the fact that even in the midst of all of this, he's giving birth to the, you know, the heir is coming to existence. The islands are coming together. He decides he needs to marry Kaahumanu's youngest sister because he does not have quite enough pussy and wants to have all of the baddest bitches in the court in his land. Damn. And the thing is, even though, like, he has his sacred heir, he also has hella other kids from all these other women because he's only picking the people with the strongest bloodlines, which is actually really smart because as he's trying to conquer all the islands, if he then takes their, you know, most prestigious women and then has babies with them, that secures his line, which is exactly what the fuck he was doing. I'm so which sick is, of this guy. I'm so sick I of know. this asshole. <laughs> and I mean, and that elevates her position even more because, mind you, she could not give him kids. He marries her the little sister. She's really upset and is like, you're doing this to me. This is really fucked up. I don't really love you anymore. Like, I don't love you. This, it was no longer an emotional relationship. And it was so very clearly uh, a political agreement that she was like, I, I, what are you going to give? Like, I, I, I need to have, like, incentive to be here. And I'm sure that wasn't exactly how the conversation go down. But regardless, he ends up giving her co-leadership and public acknowledgement that it's like, all right, while I'm off fighting, not only are you sort of like the peace and my right hand, I'm legitimately in public acknowledgement saying that you have co-leadership over these islands as they become being conquered, yes, which is right. fucking that's huge. More, that's way more power than the other bitches too, right? Exactly, exactly. So other bitches, so literally, okay, literally, Keopu Olani is giving birth to Liho Liho, who is the heir to the throne, and Kahumanu gets official guardianship over this baby. <gasps> right. So the king is like, hey, you woman, you birthed the sacred child, but you woman, you will be in charge of the sacred child and is making all these decisions. And I'm wow. assuming I, I want to do an episode on Keopu Ola. Lani, because I want to know what she's thinking. It's like, he just picked me up out of Maui, impregnates me, says my kid's going to be the heir, and then gives this bitch responsibility over him. I choose her to be the godmother. So it's interesting why these two have, like, uh, an ongoing rivalry. So she's, like, in public acknowledgement, has this, like, position of power. Liho Liho's born. She is the official guardian. So people in Hawaii are kind of like, what the fuck is going on? This guy's, like, slaughtering people, conquering all these islands. She's this woman responsible for his plans, and now his heir, the who is responsible for his heir this woman so people are trying to get a little shaky and shaked up because eh, she can't even eat on the table with us dude like what are you doing hmm. so one more time he goes off and he has one more island to take over and the last island the people putting up the last stand is in Kauai. and by this point kahumanu is sort of a force in this new government that is developing and this is when he goes on his last conquest and just like people are dying, being murdered. And eventually he decides, okay, fuck it. I have literally conquered every other island, every other place. He has a face-to-face -face conversation with the last chief standing and decides, I'm going to let you keep your island. I'm going to let you keep this as long as you know and recognize me as the king of the Hawaiian kingdom. To which this chief is like, okay, cool. Now what I couldn't find in my research is if this was his plan or her plan to kind of let the mm. last one go. And, and that's what's really upsetting. And I like really want to go to like my friends, like some Hawaiian scholars and like just for like almost like even me find this out specifically. Because I'm like, after all of that, that's where you stop. There's probably some like wheeling and dealing 
Too. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, I'm like, sure. There's probably some like yes. backroom conversations I mean, that I, aren't I mean, public. You show up and you go, "Hey, all those other islands, I killed everybody yeah. who didn't follow me. What do you want to do?" Right, and he knows. You know, it's like he he's heard. He's it, 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 I mean, it doesn't take very long to get from one island to the other, so he knows what the fuck is going on. <laughs> he knows what's coming. Yeah, so I think definitely think it was like absolutely strategic. Um, it happens. And uh, it's sort of like this new age of peace and arts and everyone's like, okay, this is dope. This is great. I'm excited. Uh, We like this new Hawaii, new Hawaiian kingdom. People are getting used to it. But there's small little like talks of maybe like overthrow and like a rivalry. And um, King Kamehameha didn't actually get to rule for very long at all. Kahumanu was kind of known that she was kind of just waiting out and like buying her time mm. and then on may 8th in 1819 king kamehameha died natural it causes is, do we know natural causes right it's not, it's not all those years of like fighting there's no like uh you know poison i don't know um it seems like of natural causes and i mean at this point he was also like 50 60 years old doing like a lot of like and been like war. doing hard fighting his whole life yeah <laughs> and yeah, fucking like, apparently Lots i mean fucking. so much <laughs> so much no seed there was no edging in this situation he was all of his seed was out he's like i'm trying to carry on this lineage so uh, speak, lineage speaking of lineage it's 1819 and the king died so lineage says that liho liho his son the appointed heir and the sacred child is to take over this was not what Ka'ahumanu had in plan. Yeah. How, was the, how old is the baby? He's, like, old enough to take the throne. So he's not, like, a child. Like, it's not one of those things where it's, okay. like, 10 years okay. old. And he is old enough to take the throne. And everyone anticipates that Liho Liho will be taking the throne. Mm-hmm. And as usual, there'll be some, you know, council and, you know, people to advise him. But mm-hmm. it is the expectation of everyone in the Hawaiian kingdom now at this point that Liho Liho is coming in and he's going to fucking take over. It is May 8th. Apparently, Ka'ahumanu gets a tattoo of this date on herself to commemorate the day that her husband dies. <laughs> and that is, um, like, she's fucking ready. She's ready to break all the kapu, okay? And what actually happens is, and this happens after, like, chiefs pass away, too. Um, it's tradition that it goes crazy. And every kapu that has been um, sort of mandated under that particular king gets lifted. And it's like fucking Rumspringa and everybody yes, goes Yes, I love that reference, Rumspringa. <laughs> yes. So people are going crazy. People are drinking. The sailors are getting down. Like out of people are like fucking out of the caste system. Like Ooh. women are eating bananas. It's crazy. <laughs> it's women crazy. ate bananas? They fucking ate bananas. <laughs> this is too much for me. Stop. I know. I was okay with the fucking and the I'm getting too sexually excited about bananas. But if a woman's going to eat a banana... (laughs) It's over, right? I know, I'm offensive. I'm sorry. I can't even be a part of this culture anymore. Okay, well then we'll move on. Just know that it was happening. Um, So Ka'ahumana and Keopu'olani are like, all right, king's dead. Liho Liho's coming to claim his throne because while all of this madness is happening, whoever the heir is is not allowed to participate because they are anticipated to appear in a regal and royal way to calm down the madness and reestablish the government. And technically, like everyone usually just like says, "Okay, cool, the king's here. We got to get back to the normal shit." Or somebody can go, I'm going to fight you for the throne. And then they go into massive war. Mm. But this was, they just did a whole bunch of massive war. And this dude's dad just kicked everyone's ass. And yeah, they're tired. They got to fuck. They're happy. They're like, liho, liho, come in. And you know, we're, uh-uh, uh-uh. Ka'ahumanu and Ke'opu'olani 
decide we're gonna throw him a party and oh, we're gonna shit. do things a little fucking different oh shit is so, it like the fucking red wedding is this like yeah. some red wedding shit <laughs> upon the arrival of his ship onto the shores liho liho was coming down and ready to accept his birthright Kaahumanu greeted him on the shore in King Kamehameha's royal red feather cape and in front of everyone said, we shall rule together. <gasps> Ooh, and so put ev- you on the spot. Everybody's standing there. We shall rule together. She's standing in the dead king's royal cloak, which you do not fucking Ooh. do. If you go to like the Bishop Museum and look in history books, the people who wore this were male, high chiefs, elite. Oh, she took his my coat. God. I'm so into this story. Keep going. What happened? What did people do? This is so this is also her godson. I would just like to say this. Okay. Yeah. Oh, he totally freaked out. He didn't know what to do. And he's standing on the shore and everyone's like in anticipation. And you have to think about it because the people who won Kamehameha, that place, is all of her family. It's her family that were the high guard. It's her family that were the high chief. So he's like, what you gonna do? What you gonna do? She's like, it was my plan that took this place when you were still being yeah, born. You weren't even, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So he's like inexperienced. The people he would literally go to for advice about the situation, sure. his mother and his <laughs> guardian are the two of them who are doing this. So he's like, okay, all right, I guess. And she becomes the very first Kuhina Nui or co-leader of Hawaii. Like officially on paper documented. Yes! I am the queen, queen of Hawaii with you. Queen. Literally queen. Okay, but I must say, minus Kauai, because remember, they were allowed to go and rule, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he goes, okay, okay, I accept this, I'm going to do this, and everyone's stoked, and everyone's excited, and everyone is going out, and they're going hard, because it's the last night of partying before they have to go back to normal shit. Right. So they're eating, and it's a party, and everyone's eating outside of their caste systems, but still technically the elites, the royalties, the Hawaiian court, everyone who is supposed to be doing the good shit, they're all sitting on their separate table tables. Wahines, women on one side, Kane, men on the other side. And then Liho Liho has to then decide, fuck, where am I gonna sit? Am I gonna sit with my mom, who is like one of the most sacred people alive, and the queen of Hawaii? And my co-counsel. Or with the the bros. Or with the bros. And it is fucking highly tense. I think one of the tensest times, because again, they think they're gonna die. Oh my God, I can't stand the tension. They think they're gonna (laughs) die. They think they're gonna die. If he sits with the women, all the men think he's gonna die. And if he sits with the men, the women might actually kill him. Like, what the fuck? So he, he he shuffles. He shuffles. All the accounts talk about how he was like really uncomfortable, but it was like his second act of king. Is essentially, he, like, his pants. That's what, he probably what sits I would do. with the fucking women. Jeez. Is what he does. He sits with the women and yes. breaks the kapu once and for all. And all the priests are like looking in the sky, Waiting and everyone and, no- and nothing happens. And Kahumanu is just sitting there with her once rival, now Bessie bad bitch, and they're like, "We fucking did that. We fucking changed the whole kingdom." And they did. And for a fucking year it is beautiful and the, there is women in the center of the Hawaiian kingdom. Oh my god, it's a matriarchy just for one year. A it's matriarchy. beautiful. Yes. And then the white man comes back as they do. God, I knew it. Yes, I knew they were yes, going to ruin yes. this story. Yes, literally this happened in, in uh, 1819 is when the king died. Okay, so, and then they're like, boom, get it in action. We're doing this. We're changing this. We're breaking the rules. We're breaking all the kapus. They went as far as to be like, because at this point, they're saying like, our gods aren't real. 
the fact that men are over us isn't real. Let's blow it all up. And they literally leave even the most sacred of, like, Hawaiian rituals, which was, like, still one of the more controversial things for, like, native kanakas. Since they give up their god, she is looking for a new god, and Christianity just rolls up onto their shores, Ugh. and they get really good and really That's in with her. <laughs> and No, so they, Christian, they, the Christians come in, and they literally get her to exile all the Catholic people out of Hawaii. They're like, Catholic people? No, we can't have them here. We want you to do it this particular way. And she literally signs this treaty, and it's like, you can't practice there. She kicks the Catholics out, becomes super into Christianity. Catholic Catholicism is Christianity. I know, I know. But there's different things, right? There's like right. the Protestants and there's like the Roman Catholic. This is back in the, the day. Catholicism's like They weren't smaller. all merged yet. No, they were still different and separate and they wanted to stake their claim. Which so Christianity rolled up that was anti-Catholic? I don't exactly know. Where were they from? England. It just latched onto Christianity, kicking all the Catholics out upon their request. Married. All right. Well, it must sorry, be I don't have the full. Uh, some tea. very specific group of Catholic Christians that don't like Catholics. I mean, aren't there? Don't those things exist? Yeah, I mean, especially back in the day, I guess there was more. If I can find the, if I can find the more infighting amongst the different types of Christianity. Tell us how the Christians ruin it. Just tell yeah. us. Okay, so they get there and they convince. Kahumana like yeah your gods weren't actually real because you were worshiping the wrong things and the reason why you guys didn't die is because your gods are fake and our gods are real and this is how you should practice instead which she had some issues with because there were still things like she so basically she was in this rock and hard place where it was like fuck I don't believe in my old values but I also don't believe in this new shit so she would do things and be like she would like still have sex because she wanted to be like sexually free she couldn't do that for so long and she validated it by saying well I'm not a prostitute because you're not paying me and I'm not married so she would like hybrid like sort of both of these like cultures and religions together to try to make them work uh, it didn't fucking work. It did no, not work. It of, didn't. There's a whole lot of contradictions in there. Yeah, exactly. It kind of like, it really, it was difficult because it was like this brand new time, but it definitely made things very unstable and opened up opportunities for yeah. different religions to come in and say, well, use ours instead. And she started getting involved heavy into politics and sort of like trading with America. In fact, um, Ka'ahumanu and King Kamehameha III, because she was there through three yeah. kings, and three terms, she negotiated the very first treaty between the Kingdom of Hawaii and the United States in 1826, which established trade, port access, and giving protections and prosecutions in the state of Hawaii to the people who were there and visiting. So this sort of marked, like, this new age of, like, fuck it, come one, come all. Like, yeah, we conquered Oh, man, she like Dolan. Yeah, yeah, she did. She did. So it's really rough because she took him out of the Dark Ages a little bit, yeah. but then saw the light of the one true God and America and yeah. Oh no, I shouldn't have done it. Right, right. So people have like lots of different like opinions because mm. she did so much for like recognition sure. of women and like, like I, I Noah, that's what it's called. It's called I Noah and it's called like free eating. 
So when you go to a party, anyone can sit in Hawaiian party, anybody sitting with anybody. And there's no like you could be like the father of the bride sitting next to like, you know, the best friend who flew in from Colorado. No one gives a fuck nowadays, you know. Yeah. And I mean, that's so important, you know, but also it's like, OK, so Christianity came in and then they did, couldn't do their practices. They couldn't speak their languages. And yeah. in 1827 is when her health started failing. And so she started getting really involved in Christianity. She got baptized. She took the name Elizabeth mm. uh, after, you know, the baddest bitch in the world at the time. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and was like, okay, I'm totally Christian. I'm totally believing this. This is what it is. And she's actually given the New Testament in the Hawaiian language which is Mm. something that she helped be able to create and reads it every day until she passes away of an intestinal illness in June of 1832. I think it's because she started eating pork. (laughs) Do you? Full circle. Full circle. Look, look, you got a certain type of diet and then you start smoking cigars, eating bananas and pork and all this English. It's not the bananas. Bananas are are not the They probably helped. They probably helped. It was probably like the pork from... Not land by white people. Yeah, because pork, like, it's interesting because Kahlua pig. People associate Kahlua pig and like cooking the meat in the ground with such a like native thing, but that's right. not native to Hawaii. Right. That they brought that, that came, shit over. Came later. That's my broad from Polynesia this week, y'all. Woo, Queen Kahumanu. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Broads. You should know if you want to learn more about amazing and noteworthy women from history, you should totally go through, scroll the feed, download what you like, tell your friends about it, leave a comment, leave a review, a comment. I'm so social media. Leave a review and check out the website broadsyoushouldknow.com and come back next week for another badass broad that you definitely want to tell your mama about.